Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin in The Marriage. The sponsors of this program offer no endorsement of the opinions, philosophies, stubbornness, or confusion of the persons represented therein. However, with the conviction that marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement between friendly people, NBC takes pleasure in presenting by transcription one of the most distinguished couples of the American theater, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin as Liz and Ben Marriott in the new dramatic series, The Marriage. Before the children were born, when I was working for Hunt's Fifth Avenue as a buyer, I used to attend a great many cocktail parties. These were the days when Ben was at law school, so we used to dine rather completely on hors d'oeuvres and restrain ourselves with difficulty from wrapping some up in a paper napkin to take home. Since then, we haven't exactly made a habit of cocktail parties. The other day, though, one of Ben's associates at the office had a party to celebrate his acquisition of a new wife. Well, naturally, we had to go along. He met us at the door with a broad grin and a martini in each hand. Ben, Ben, what a surprise. Surprise? We were invited, weren't we? (laughs) You're great. Priceless. Oh, Mrs. Marriott, he's priceless. I don't know. Make me an offer. Well, 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 two of a kind. Oh, now, here, here, slip out of those wet things and into a dry martini. Thanks. Now, Uh, you'll have to excuse me. Marsh is around here somewhere. Well, 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 Ben, isn't that dry martini line Dorothy Parker? Benchley, I think. Martini? I suppose so. <laughs> What's the matter? Look around. Nothing but black flannel suits, bare shoulders, and not a familiar collarbone in the place. Yeah, it's an advertising and television crowd. Larry's wife produces some kind of television for him. Oh? Which one is she? The blonde, I think. Over there by the piano. Oh, spectacular. Uh-huh. Settle, Ben. Oh, you've yeah. just got to meet Marsha. You'll love her. Oh, here. Have a fresh glass. We're way ahead of you, you know. I haven't started yet. <laughs> You're great, Ben. Wait till I tell that to Marsha. Sydney. Sydney, come here. You Did I say something funny? I don't think so, but then he's way ahead of us. I haven't had a chance to catch up. Darling, oh, darling, I've been looking all over for you. Uh, ben, it's you. Me? You were absolutely sweet out on Fire Island. I had the grandest time. But I've never... I've never had the chance to thank you for that lovely evening on the sailboat. Sailboat? And you know, you won the bet. I have? So I just better pay off right now. Hey! Isn't it lucky I didn't give you odds? Oh, it's so nice seeing you again, Chucky, dear. Chucky? I, I, I think perhaps I ought to tell you. I'm not Chucky. Uh, I'm Ben. Ben Marriott. Oh, you are? Well, I suppose I should bring my glasses to parties. This sort of thing's always happening. It is? Come to think of it, I didn't have my glasses out in that sailboat either. Oh, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's been nice anyway. Do you mind if I take that drink? I've just parched. Thank oh, you. Oh, Rosie, excuse me. Rosie, darling, guess what? It wasn't Chucky after all. Take my handkerchief. I swear I have never been out on Fire Island. (laughs) 
I wonder what the bet was. Well, ready for a fresh drink already? Oh, Ben, you're a real booze hound, but here you are. But I haven't had... That girl, she... I told Marsha what you said. She's dying to meet you. Hey, 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 Jerry! Jerry, you are... Booze hound? I didn't even get the olives. Is that a martini you got? Here you are. Thanks. It's rush hour in by the bar. I'll pay you back later. (laughs) Ah, Marsh always did serve good martinis, but I guess you know that. Why should I? Oh, it's all right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what? Well, it's old home week. We're all here. Whitey Adelaide, the life photographer. Harry from Detroit. Johannes, uh, what's his name, the violinist. The whole crowd. Oh? Where did you take over? Before that stage designer in Rome or, uh... After the press agent in Hollywood. I must have missed something. Uh, she sure is a lovable girl. Don't you think so? I never met Marsha. Did you almost marry her? I did. Johannes, what's his name, had the license, but there was some trouble with the immigration officials. Larry was his lawyer. I don't <laughs> think I'm getting through. I've never met Marsha. And why are you here? You raise an interesting point. But naturally, I thought everybody belonged to the club. The club? Marsha's ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Just like Marsha throwing a party for all of us to meet her husband. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'll get a refill. Hey, hey, that's my glass. Ben, you might just as well go on the wagon. Hello there. Hello. I've been saving this lovely, cool martini for somebody like you all evening. Well, how nice. (laughs) You are Prescott Ames, the producer, aren't you? No. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm Ben Marriott, the lawyer. That Ted Franklin swore you were Prescott Ames. Now, what good is a lawyer going to do me? Oh, that dirty skunk. Ted, Ted, you lost... Wait a minute, wait a minute. That drink was... Why didn't you offer her a cut-rate divorce? Hey there, Ben. You ready for another, huh? Oh, boy, you sure can pour it down. Yeah, I've got a hollow leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, how do you like her? Marcia, we haven't met her yet. Oh, you've just got to. Beautiful, isn't she? Huh? She's very lovely. Uh, very interesting, too. Ben, it's a whole new world. I don't mind telling you that girl's been around. And so I gather. What do you think of her, Mrs. Marriott? Oh, I envy her. I've always wanted to be around. Sometimes I sit at home with my knitting and pull my shawl around my shoulders, and I just wish I had been around. Liz. I know how you feel. Take Marsha's television for him. You know that... Last week, we had three senators to dinner and an editor of the Christian Science Monitor. We had a monitor to dinner, one of Pete's friends. He was third-floor boys' room monitor. Elizabeth? Uh, I suppose there, there is a great gulf between Marcia and, well, the ordinary housewife. Oh, it's true. We suffer from so many occupational hazards. Dishpan hands, untidy carpet maps. Lately, I've even had rings on my sink. Liz, cut it out. Must be very exciting to be a woman who, oh, well, sit around. I've had such an ordinary time of it. (laughs) Well, uh, there's nothing ordinary about Marcia. Shall we drink to her? Oh, Ben, I'll I'll have to borrow your drink. But that... To Marcia. It's lucky the best man didn't win. You get that? The best man didn't win? I got it, Larry. Uh, uh, I'm afraid we've got to be going. Oh, not feeling well? Oh, Ben, you shouldn't drink so much. Every time I turn around, you've got an empty glass in your hand. Well, I've had a little help. Oh? 
Oh, now, look, Ben. Ben, they've done wonders. I have a friend who's with them. They'll come and help you fight it even in the middle of the night. Now, you stick with it, Ben. You'll beat it. Good night, Larry. Give our love to Marsha. On the way home, we stopped at a little place. Well, Ben wanted a martini. At last. Be careful, Ben. Moderation. Moderation? I didn't even hold a drink for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> it was quite a party. Are you sure you've never been on Fire Island? Why do you do that? What? Tr try to give people the impression that you're a country mouse or something. Well, I am, in a way. You've been around. Do you really think so, dear? Oh, you're sweet. Oh, now, Liz, cut it out. You make people think that I stole you out of a girl's boarding school. Well, didn't you? How about that Princeton boy, um, Edward Jones III? I only went out with him twice. Well, then there was the one from your hometown. What was his name? Putnam uh, Trimble? That's the one. Oh, he was nothing. Huh. And, and that advertising one at Hunt's, he still sends you Christmas cards, French Christmas cards. They're lovely, aren't they? Well, they may say Joyeux Noel, but they don't look like Christmas. He was a perfectly respectable man. Is that why he was banned from the annual company picnic? Ben, what are you trying to do? Provide me with a pass? We'd often talked about the men I'd gone out with before I married Ben. And there were a few old girls of his that became family jokes, but now the laugh seemed to have just a little edge on it. I was talking to Mother about it one afternoon when I dropped into the little antique shop she runs in Greenwich Village. She had her ex-boyfriends at the party? In platoons. Oh, Mother, I'm not in the way now, am I? Oh, no, certainly not. But you've got customers. Oh, uh, oh, that's not a customer, that's a browser. How can you tell? Well, after a while, you develop an instinct. They used to spend their time at the cafeteria on the corner, but <laughs> it uh, instituted a 25-cent minimum check, so... Now I get them. <laughs> After the party, we got to talking about my old swains. Remember Putt? Oh, he was a nice boy. He's in town, you know. No. Oh, yes, Libby Harkness wrote me. She didn't give any details, you know, Libby. But uh, she said he was coming in. Oh, I haven't seen that boy for years. I remember he came to see me the week before you were married, just sat on the porch and ate everything in the fruit bowl. He always did. Remember how he used to set out a pound of grapes? He used to swallow the seeds, too shy to do anything else. He liked you, Elizabeth. Oh, Mother, really? Yes, he did. He was heartbroken when you married. I could tell. Between pieces of fruit? Well, yes. He, um, he ate them, but he didn't seem to have his mind on them. Oh, it seems so long ago... Remember when he took you down to Boston for that football game? In the rumble seat. You know, I, I should get in touch with him. You should. Just to show Ben what kind of a past I really have. Nothing more exciting than Putt Trimble. Now, that isn't fair. After all, he was a few years younger than you, dear. He was always very nice to me. He loved you, Mother. Yes. Yes, he did. You don't suppose it was the fruit, do you? Mm -hmm. 
Neither Mother nor I really expected to see Pot. He was part of a world we'd both left far behind. But then, a few nights later, the world jumped and caught up with us. What do you suppose it is? Probably Louise Begley. She'll be very brief this time. She called you. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. Hello? Elizabeth? Yes? Well, hello. Hello? I would have recognized your voice anywhere. Who is this? Pot. Hmm? Pot. Pot Trimble. Pot! Pot! My goodness, Pot! What is it, a motorboat? It's Pot Trimble. Well, how have you been? Oh, how have you been? Fine, fine. Well, Elizabeth? Well, Pat. Well, we ought to get together. Uh, Elizabeth, could you come and see me? You and uh, Ben? Well, I, I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to be in town long. I'd just love to see you, uh, both of you. Oh, it would be nice. Uh, tonight. Elizabeth, meet me tonight. I'm at the Hotel Mohawk. Tonight? Well, I don't know. Ben... He wants us to meet him tonight. Tonight? Uh, suppose I meet you in the tomahawk room at the Mohawk, uh, 10.30? Well, I, I don't know. Just a minute, Pud. I, I have to go back now. I, I'll see you then. Pud? Pud? Oh, dear. Did you hang up? Put your shoes back on, Ben. We're going to the tomahawk room at the Mohawk. <laughs> I expected Ben to be absolutely furious. Once he gets his shoes off, he's settled for the evening. But somehow he didn't seem to mind. He was glowing with a quiet satisfaction as we headed downtown on the subway. How long has it been, Liz? Fifteen years? Oh, more than that. I haven't seen Pud since we were married. Hmm. And he called you, eh? Wanted to see you. What are you getting at? Oh, nothing, nothing. Oh, for goodness sake. Pud Trimble is about as, as romantic as a, a, a Holstein cow. He's at the Mohawk, isn't he? That's where all the salesmen stay. He'll probably sit there just swallowing grape seeds. The Hotel Mohawk is the one where everybody meets everybody else in Times Square. It was crowded when we walked in. There was a convention of retail dry goods salesmen. The tomahawk room was on the eighth floor. The billboard outside said, Dance to the rhythms of Freddie Baker and his Continentals. But we went in anyway. The orchestra was on a break when we came in. Here you are, madam. Thank you. You are just in time for the second show. Just a few minutes. Did you get order? Oh, no, thank you. Liz? Huh? 3.50 minimum. Oh, I'll have a chicken sandwich and a cup of coffee. Ryan Water. Thank you, sir. Well, where is he? Oh, we're a little early. Ben, do you suppose he's a retail dry goods salesman? That'd be just like Putt. You just try to keep minimizing things. If you knew Putt Trimble, you wouldn't say that. I can just see him now eating apples. He used to peel them in one piece. He'll make a perfect retail dry goods salesman. Here come the Continentals. He'll probably dance sambas with you. Pot! <laughs> he couldn't even do the Virginia Reel. I remember he sent away for mail order dancing lessons before his senior prom. I helped him. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Tomahawk Room at the Hotel Mohawk. Getting close to 10.30. Oh, I don't see him. Well, there's Freddie Baker in his Continentals. 
He doesn't hurry up, he'll miss the show. I froze. I think I snapped a swivel stick in two with my bare hands. There he was in a sport coat, dark wavy hair and a bow tie. I could see a ghost of putt trimble about him, red check Mackinac and galoshes. I sat transfixed through the whole show like a chicken with his nose on a chalk line. After the last number, the lights went up and he threaded his way over to the table. Ben leaned over and murmured into my ear. Retail dry goods salesman, huh? Well, well. Elizabeth, darling. Pud. You haven't changed. You haven't changed since you were 16. Pud, this is Ben. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? Well. 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 <laughs> Pud, I didn't know you were a band leader. Oh, you didn't? Well, I... I've been sort of out of touch, been on tour in Europe for about four years. In Europe? When did you become Freddie Baker? Oh, well, Putnam Trimble didn't sound very continental. And the musicians are really French? Well, one of them is French-Canadian from Burlington. <laughs> the rest are just boys from local 802. Oh, I just can't believe it. Put Trimble, a band leader. Uh, you knew me when I was in my first band. The American Legion Drum and Bugle Corps. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was disqualified from the state championships for, for having Val. Oh, but, <laughs> but this is so wonderful. Would you care for something, Mr. Baker? Uh, oh, uh, champagne, Maurice, and bouteille de mum, très froid. Eh, monsieur? Oui, monsieur. To come here for. Merci. Oh, oh, Maurice. Uh, Une pièce de camembert. Pas si vieux. Hmm? Oui, monsieur. Ah. Excuse me, Freddy. Oh, uh, yes? I, I knew you wouldn't mind if I just popped over for a minute. Oh? I, I saw you in Paris, you know, at the Club Dixie Page. Oh, you did? When I heard Freddie Baker was right here in New York, why, I came all the way in from White Plains. Well, that's quite an honor. Oh, it is. I haven't been in since the matinee for the last Helen Hayes play. I have all your records. You do? Well. I wonder... Would you mind? <laughs> well, it seems rather silly, but would you mind signing my menu? No, pleasure. Just write to my dear Hortense. My dear Hortense. Ah, there you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Freddie. Uh, oh, I just think you're darling. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Liz. Oh, pardon. It's precious. Oh, makes me feel foolish. How this, this means so much to me, seeing you again, Elizabeth. Well. 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 We sat and talked all through the break. And then, after the midnight show, we talked some more. Pat sat there in his sport coat with all the women in the room staring at him hungrily. And we talked about skiing on Hogback Mountain and Mr. Merston, our high school senior English teacher. We got home at three in the morning. And that evening, when it all came out, Emily turned pale. Freddie Baker? Mother, you know Freddie Baker? Well, when I knew him, he was Pat Trimble. But he's the latest thing. Golly, he's... 
She's lighter than Rosemary Clooney. The lightness is catching. I think I'll go to bed early tonight. What does he look like? I mean, is he as good-looking as his pictures? Oh, it's hard to say, dear. I keep remembering him following the footsteps around our living room. Did you go out with him, Mom? Oh, once or twice. He was more sort of family friends. It's hard to believe he could be that old. He's so good-looking. If it will reassure you, dear, he's a little younger than I am. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Why did he call you? Mother, is he still in love with you? Emily, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Why? Ben. Well, what's ridiculous about it? Well, it, it, it just is. I think it's an awfully interesting idea. Well, as a matter of fact, he asked me to see him tomorrow afternoon. When was this? When you were getting the coat. Mother, he wants to see you alone? Well, I said I'd call him, but of course I won't go. Why not? Oh, Ben, really? Well, don't you think she should go, Emma? Oh, yes. Well, I feel a little silly about it. I'm sure he wants to talk about, oh, old times. Sure. Go ahead. Ben, stop pushing me. I'm not pushing you. Just your past catching up with you. Oh, Mommy, do you have a past? I hastened to reassure Emily that there were no skeletons in the closet. But I could see she preferred not to believe me. The next afternoon, she came to my room as I dressed and stared at the clothes I'd laid out on the bed. Mother, you're not going to wear that. Why not? A tweed suit? A baggy tweed suit? It's supposed to be baggy. But you're going to meet Freddie Baker. I prefer to think of him as Putt Trimble. It helps my sense of propriety. Mother, wear the black taffeta. The cocktail dress. Oh, don't be silly, dear. Oh, never two stockings the same color. Mom, do you think that maybe all these years he's remembered you? That even in Paris or, or London, he was still in love with you? Emily, don't be silly. Do you really think the black taffeta would be better? Oh, yes. And you could wear black stockings. Black stockings? Uh, certainly not. I'd look like something written by Offenbach. Think of him, Mom. Famous, successful, and underneath empty. Alone. Always thinking of years ago. The black stockings would go with the dress, wouldn't they? Perfect. You going to use eyeshadow? No, oh, it just makes me look as if I've been up late. Do you suppose he'll tell you? Do you think he can finally come right out with it? Oh, Mom, it's heartbreaking. And this isn't too much shadow on the right lid, is it? It's just perfect. It looks very beautiful and kind. I'd better not be too kind. Well, zip me up. I took a cab to the Mohawk. I couldn't quite see taffeta and black stockings in the subway. Todd had a suite at the hotel, and we sat on a, a love seat and had coffee. Remember how we used to sit on the porch, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. I've thought of that many times. You have? You always... Remember the first girl you fall in love with? I suppose you do. No. No, you weren't the first one. There was a girl who sat in front of me in first grade. She wore black cotton stockings and had long braids. Oh, I used to hate those stockings. But it didn't last. Not with her. I don't even remember her name. I remembered yours. We were very good friends, Pat. I suppose that's all it seemed. I, I, I never could say much in those days. 
Well, you've been around since then? Oh, sure. I, I've traveled a lot. I guess I've done pretty well for a kid who started in the Legion band with an illegal instrument. You've done very well, Pat. You know, I don't think I've seen anyone from home for, oh, ten years. Uh, you... You have children, don't you, Elizabeth? Two. How old? Fifteen. That's Emily and Pete, ten years old. Would you like to see their pictures? Uh, oh, later, later. I, I, I want to talk to you, Elizabeth. Yes? Uh, uh, well, it, it's hard for me. Always was. Well, that's all right, Pat. I, I'll understand. Oh, I, I know you will. Uh, Elizabeth, you know, I always thought of you as my girl. Even though I know I didn't have any reason to. When I heard you were married in New York, I, I was sort of left drifting. Were you, Pat? I'd always thought that someday I could tell you and then everything would be all right. Well, I guess I have now. That was a long time ago. But you, you haven't changed. I meant that. Oh, I have, Pat. I have changed. N not to me. Elizabeth, I know I haven't any right to ask you. I was sure you would understand. You... I... I'm in love now. I don't have any reason to think you'd care. But... Well, I... I want to tell you. Elizabeth. The children were out visiting when I got home. The living room was dark. I came in, hung up my coat, and stepped out of my shoes. Liz? Ben, what are you doing sitting in the dark? Waiting for you. Emily and Pete are out somewhere. Oh. Will you mind scrambled eggs for supper? No. I suppose we could go out. Oh, scrambled eggs are fine. Maybe waffles with ice cream. Forget about supper. Will you please? Well, I can't. I mean, we do have to eat. Liz, stop playing cat and mouse. What do you mean? I came home early from the office this afternoon. I had a headache. No. No, that's not true. I was, well, just nervous. What about? This Freddie Baker. Putt? It all sounds very simple when you say putt. It is simple, dear. Liz, I'm sorry I started the whole thing. What old thing? Well, I, I got sore when you were running yourself down at the party. I've been sitting here figuring it out. I, well, I wanted people to think that I'd done as well as anybody. Pretty self-centered way of putting it, isn't it? Oh, no, dear. Well, what happened? Oh, Ben, it was so sweet. Sweet? What was sweet? Well... It was a very brief encounter. I went there, and we talked about how he'd been in love with me. In love? And I was very understanding. Then, I was going to tell him that I was touched, and that I'd always treasure his... Well, that I'd always treasure it. But I didn't tell him. You didn't? No. And I was glad I didn't. What do you mean, glad? You see... My darling. Liz, for crying out loud. He explained that he'd been in love with me when we were in high school. And that I was the only one he'd seen from home. And he wanted me to meet her. Who her? Who, who, uh, who, whom? That nice girl who sang with a band. Georgia Manners. 
Putt's going to marry her, and he wanted me to approve. Oh, no. Liz, are you serious? I could have cried. I was all ready to explain that I was in love with my husband. I'd always think kindly of him. And... <laughs> oh, Liz. Darling, you were worried. You were actually worried. Of course I was. I know how wonderful you are. I thought surely he would, too. Oh, Ben, you should have seen him. He sat there chewing his nails, and Ben... What? He ate the whole bowl of fruit. Ben and Liz Marriott will be back in a moment. In the meantime, let us extend an invitation on behalf of our stars, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin, as well as the National Broadcasting Company, to all of you to drop by next week at this time for another half-hour observation and transcription of The Marriage, written by Ernest Canoy. Evelyn Varden was heard as Abby. Denise Alexander as Emma. Others in the cast were William Lally, Kathleen Cordell, Leon Janney, Anne Diamond, Charmé Allen, and Carl Weber as Putt Trimble. The Marriage is an NBC Radio Network production directed by Edward King. This is Bob Denton speaking. Oh, Ben, what am I going to tell Emily? I don't dare disillusion her. Go on, disillusion her. What's good enough for her parents is good enough for her. <laughs> Let her start early. <laughs> good night, Ben. Good night, darling. Listen to The Hollywood Story next on the NBC Radio Network.